0: Name Your Brain podcast. I'm Dr. Liz Rook. I'm a certified life coach and rheumatologist, and I'm here to show you how I combine science, coaching, and psychology to solve stress and worry for me. And now I want to show you how you can do the same to enjoy the life you've worked so hard to create. It's time to stop struggling and have more fun. Let's do this. Hello, everyone. I hope you're having an amazing week. I am recording this a few weeks ahead for myself. And I just went for a walk on the Missouri River because I'm finishing up my last week in Montana. And it's been hecka hot here, and I've been wishing for fall. And so yesterday it was rainy and cool, which was amazing. And then today it was about mid 60s and sunny, and it was just beautiful. So I did about a five mile walk and I wandered through the farmer's market. I got myself some gourmet dark chocolate from this place called Joy Chocolates. It's amazing. I have a link to it um, on my Instagram. So if you want information on where to get some good gourmet chocolate, I can point you in that direction. And I also love Choco Love, which is my friend's company out of Boulder, Colorado. Both of those are my top picks for chocolate. So today, Somewhat in honor of chocolate and other foods that we love that don't necessarily have the most nutritional and nourishing value, I want to talk about junk food thoughts and how I would define these are thoughts that make us feel good in the moment, but don't really have much nutritional value for our long-term goals. So when I start talking about that, I'm sure you'll be able to identify a few that you have on a repeat cycle that are likely your default. And remember, when we find thoughts that are not helping us, the point is not to judge them or judge ourselves. It's simply to raise our awareness of them. And in fact, when we're judging the thoughts or judging ourselves, it pushes us us into wanting to instantly change them without getting curious about why they're there how they've been helping, and then what we can do from a place of empowerment to perhaps just notice them and then shift them if we want to. So I have a list of top five that kind of came to me when I started thinking about this. And I'm sure you can think of some on your own. And I would love if you would tag me on Instagram or Facebook, if you think of any of your own, or send me an email at info at thrivearena.com, because I'd love to compile a whole list of these and then share them with the world. So I'd love your help with this. So our go-to food treats, much like our thought treats, they entertain us. They give us that hit of dopamine, which is your feel-good chemical, right? So in a moment where we may be feeling a little bit uncomfortable, especially if we're trying to change a habit or change even a mindset thought process, the first few or a hundred or thousand times we do it, it may be uncomfortable because it's not our default. It's not our comfortable path that we usually walk, right? So our brain will resist because remember its primitive function is to avoid pain, seek pleasure and be efficient. So when we're changing a mindset or a strategy or a habit, we're going against our default programming to avoid all the discomfort, all the energy that we're expelling and creating a new habit and to avoid the discomfort and pain of change. So I came up with a list of top five. And like I said, I'd love to hear from you what yours are. So I'm going to go through them one by one and then we'll kind of summarize. So my first one that I came up with is especially when I'm trying to do something new is, oh, I'll start tomorrow or I'll start next week or I'll start next month. If this sounds familiar, I think we literally have all done this. We want to start a new workout routine. We want to start a new, you know, way of eating or diet plan. We want to start picking out our clothes before work. We want to stop snapping at our kids. And we decide that we want to do something, but we haven't yet quite committed and planned out how exactly that's going to happen. And so something happens and we're like, okay, I could start now or I could start tomorrow. I could start next week. And this is not while you're in the process of planning. It's the thought you have in the moment where you have a choice to make and you decide, oh, I'm not gonna do it right now, I'll do it later. And I wanna offer that this is a junk thought because there is never any other time than the present. Anytime we're pushing off when we're gonna start doing something or try something, we're selling ourselves short and all we're doing is avoiding discomfort in that moment which does not serve us in our long-term goals because we know that both with mindset and strategy and habit, we have to practice and it's going to be uncomfortable and it's going to require more attention, more energy, more effort in the short term so that in the long term, we're redirecting our default habits and thoughts and mindset and beliefs to become aligned with what our goal is. And I want to offer that I have watched myself do this Thousands of times with different things. And I used to judge myself for it, which would push me further away from my intended outcome. So, a lot of the work I do with my clients is teaching them how to have a shift in their self concept so that they're not constantly judging themselves as they become aware of the things that you're doing, because it's easy to be aware and it's easy to slip into judgment. And I know that both from personal experience and professional experience. Okay, so I'll start later. (laughs) That's the first one. The second one is it doesn't matter anyway. I'm going to eat this ice cream because I want it right now and it doesn't matter anyway. And this is a way that we shortchange our goals. We set a goal, we have a good intention, but then in the moment, sticking to it becomes really hard and we tend to self-sabotage. So we tell ourselves this one treat won't matter. This one time won't matter. This one exception won't matter. My brain also offers me, well, I'm learning how to be resilient and how to balance it out. So sometimes I can have the ice cream when I've told myself I'm not going to have any ice cream for a while. But that way... In the future, I'll be able to have it sometimes when I want it, but not all the time. So I'm basically giving up on my long-term goal because I want the short-term gratification. So just be aware that this is a junk thought. Anyway, when your brain offers you, well, we may as well have these nachos. We may as well order the burger. We may as well cheat on the diet. We may as well skip the gym. We may as well just ignore this conversation with our colleague because it doesn't matter anyway in the grand scheme of things, it's something small, which yes, maybe that's true. But in the grand scheme of what you want in the long term, and why you're doing this work in the first place, it does matter. Every little detail matters, very much so. And at the same time, it doesn't matter at all. But when your brain is offering this to you, in the moment, it is trying to avoid pain, seek pleasure and be efficient. And this is true of all of these five thoughts that I'm talking about today. Okay, so it doesn't matter. Anyway, the third one is this is too hard. It sounds true, right? Anytime we're trying to change something, it's going to be uncomfortable, it's going to take more effort. It's going to require more of our energy and attention. And it's not going to feel awesome the first couple times or the first hundred couple times. This is too hard. And I've noticed this coming up a lot for me during my workouts because I'm pushing myself past my comfort and my discomfort on a regular basis. And this is something I started doing a couple of weeks ago. I just kind of stumbled on it and I realized I get to a point in my workout where I'm like, okay, I can't push any harder or I can't breathe. So I'm gonna slow down a little or I'm gonna get to this um, rep or this goal mark and then I'm gonna you know, slow it down or pace myself because this is too hard. And it's a lie y'all. Nothing is too hard unless you think it is because remember your brain wants to be proven right. So if it's offering you, this is too hard. Yes, certainly you wanna look at that and be aware of it but you also wanna question it. You just don't wanna accept it as true that this is too hard, okay? Because most of the time it's just a roadblock your brain's throwing out because of that motivational triad. It wants to be efficient, not expend extra energy to get over that hump, that little hill, that looks like it's 200 feet high and it's actually just two feet high, right? Objects in mirror may be larger than they appear or maybe smaller than they appear. You know what I mean? So this is too hard is not true. Just question it, just allowed to be curious. Like what if it wasn't too hard? What if this isn't true, okay? Number four, I am just not that kind of person or I just am this kind of person, right? I'm just not a person who can run five miles without stopping. I'm just not a kind of person that can get up and go to the gym easily. I'm just not a kind of person that can give up sugar and not really ever care or think about it, right? Our brains want to prove us right. Whatever we think is true, we will create evidence for. We can use this for us or we can use it against us. And our default is our comfort setting. So if I'm telling myself that I'm just not the kind of person that can grow a business and juggle five to 10 clients in addition to my full-time job, do you think that I'm ever going to make that happen? No, but if I question it, when it comes up, when my brain offers it to me on a platter, because I'm coming up against a stumbling block or a roadblock, I want to question it. I want to be curious and be like, well, what if it's possible that I can have five badass clients that I'm helping at the same time that I'm working full time. And I can give them attention and time and effort and consistency and help them blow their own minds every single week by simply showing up for them, listening, helping them explore their own brain and awareness from love and neutrality. And then they go on and change their lives and help other people. And then it expands from there. It creates a whole new set of thoughts and opportunities if you're willing to question the thought of I'm just not that kind of person or I just am that kind of person. And I've had friends and colleagues and clients that say things like, well, I'm just an anxious person. I'm just not that efficient at work. I'm just not that athletic. I'm just set in my ways. You can't teach an old dog new tricks which I proved wrong last weekend. Our 10 year old dog who hates the water got on a paddle board with us and swam in the lake. So you can in fact teach old dogs new tricks, but you'll never try if you believe that is true. All right, number five, they, he, she doesn't support me so I won't be able to do it. This is the lie we tell ourselves when our family, our friends, our colleagues, our boss, whoever, that we think we need their endorsement, their support, their validation is maybe neutral or not on our side. And then we're like, so we're not gonna be able to do this because of this other person. So we're placing the responsibility and the blame on another person. And you can probably already see why this doesn't help. And it doesn't work. Because again, our brains will find evidence and create evidence for whatever it is that we're believing. So my husband. Supports me, loves me, but he does not believe in coaching. He does not believe it for himself or as a career. He thinks it's a sham. He thinks the people I follow are charlatans and it's a cult. And I've had to do a lot of work to kind of move through that. But now that I have, I can see where I can just hold space for myself to create success with his loving support for me, but not for the direction I'm choosing to go. And I can also hold space for my own beliefs and grow them even if and even when he doesn't agree. So if you have a partner or a kid or a parent or whoever that's questioning what you're doing and it's something you really believe in, I don't want this to stand in your way. You can work through this and this is mindset and strategy and I can help you with this. So I just want you to know that if any of these five or whatever flavor of junk food thoughts come up for you, the first step is to notice them, right? Awareness, allowance, allowing yourself to have them and be curious about them and not judge them or yourself for having them. And then accept that they're just thoughts. They're not who you are. And they may have just been thoughts that you've been thinking for a really long time. So you always believe them. But right now you're seeing them and you're seeing, hmm, maybe this isn't true. Maybe this is the one thought in the Jenga pile that I pull that out and the rest of it collapses and I'm able to move forward without struggle. So if it sounds well-meaning but when you slow it down it seems like an excuse or something that may not be true, I want to offer that you can pull it apart and I'm happy to help you do this on a consultation call where we talk about you and what may be standing in your way of exactly what you want in your life. Also, if you heard someone else say the same thing. And it's something that like, it's about something that you know that they can accomplish, no doubt in your mind. But they're questioning whether they can do it. And they're having doubts. And they say, well, this is too hard. I'm just not the person who does blah, blah, blah. It doesn't matter anyway, even though they've expressed to them or to you that it does matter to them, that they'll start tomorrow or next week, and they're just going to delay it or that they don't have the support that they feel that they need any of those thoughts or anything else. And you're like, "Mm, that's not true. You know, it's a junk thought. So you can always apply this filter to yourself. If there's something swirling in your head and you're like, I'm just not that kind of person, or I just couldn't do that. That's too hard. Or, you know, Oh, I want to, but I'll start next week. Just question it. Just be curious with it, play with it, make it fun. Remember, anytime you can make something fun or a game in your brain, it will be that much easier to work through it. All right, there you go, my friends, the top five, my top five junk food thoughts. I'll start later. It doesn't matter anyway. This is too hard. I am not that kind of person. They don't support me. So I won't be able to do it anyhow. All right, go forth. Find these sneaky little jerks in your life. And pull them apart, question them, see if they stand up to your curiosity, and watch them melt out of your way of you decreasing your stress, reclaiming your brain, brain, and getting to your goals and living your best life. If you want help with this work, if you want to talk through what's going on for you and how you can use coaching and mindset and strategy all combined in a loving, supportive, non judgmental environment to get exactly what you want in your life, please reach out, email me at info at and we'll set up a time to talk for 45 minutes just about you. And if at the end of that time, you wanna talk more about working together, I am happy to help you talk through that as well. All right, y'all have a fantastic week and I will talk to you in next week. Thank you for listening today. If you love what you're hearing, be sure to hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. If you want more inspiration and stress solutions to feel better and live joyfully, click the link in the show notes to join my email list to get joy delivered straight to your inbox. It is never too late to reclaim your brain and thrive in your life.